his fight for the kingdom of God. His voice was nervous, yet monotonous and soporific. His introverted glower rested on her. Her eyes were heavy. His sweaty top lip was moving to form the familiar, secure, tedious phrases. So she didn't react when the hand touched her back. Not until it became fingertips and they wandered down to the small of her back and lower and made her freeze beneath her thin summer dress. She turned and looked into Robert's smiling brown eyes, and she wished her skin were as dark as his, so that he would not be able to see her blushes. Shh, Yon had said. Robert and Yon were brothers. Although Yon was one year older, many people had taken them for twins when they were younger. But Robert was seventeen now, and while they retained some facial similarities, the differences were clearer. Robert was happy and carefree, liked to tease, and was good at playing the guitar, but was not always punctual for services in the Citadel, and sometimes the teasing had a tendency to go too far, especially if he noticed others were laughing. Then Yon would often step in. Yon was an honest, conscientious boy whom most thought would go to officer training school and would, though this was never formulated out loud, find himself a girl in the army. The latter could not be taken for granted in Robert's case. Yon was two centimetres taller than Robert, but in some strange way Robert seemed taller. From the age of twelve, Yon had begun to stoop as though he were carrying the woes of the world on his back. Both were dark-skinned, good-looking, with regular features, but Robert had something Yon did not have. There was something in his eyes, something black and playful, which he wanted and yet did not want to investigate further. While Ricard was talking, her eyes were wandering across the sea of assembled familiar faces. One day she would marry a boy from the Salvation Army, and perhaps they would both be posted to another town or another part of the country, but they would always return to Erstgall, which the army had just bought and was to be their summer site from now on. On the margins of the crowd... Sitting on the steps leading to the house was a boy with blonde hair stroking a cat that had settled in his lap. She could tell that he had been watching her, but had looked away just as she noticed. He was the one person here she didn't know, but she did know that his name was Mats Gilstrup, that he was the grandchild of the people who had owned Erstgall before, that he was a couple of years older than her, and that the Gilstrup family was wealthy. He was attractive, in fact, but there was something solitary about him. And what was he doing here, anyway? He had been there the previous night, walking around with an angry frown on his face, not talking to anyone. She had felt his eyes on her a few times. Everyone looked at her this year. That was new, too. She was jerked out of these thoughts by Robert taking her hand, putting something in it, and saying, "'Come to the barn when the general-in-waiting has finished.' I've got something to show you. Then he stood up and walked off, and she looked down into her hand and almost screamed. With one hand over her mouth, she dropped it into the grass. It was a bumblebee. It could still move, despite not having legs or wings. At last, Ricard finished, and she sat watching her parents and Robert and Jons moving towards the tables where the coffee was. They were both what army people in their respective Oslo congregations called strong families, 
and she knew watchful eyes were on her. She walked towards the outside toilet. Once she was round the corner where no one could see her, she scurried in the direction of the barn. Do you know what this is? said Robert, with the smile in his eyes and the deep voice he had not heard the summer before. He was lying on his back in the hay, whittling a tree root with the penknife he always carried in his belt. Then he held it up, and she saw what it was. She had seen drawings. She hoped it was too dark for him to see her blushes again. No, she lied, sitting beside him in the hay. And he gave her that teasing look of his, as if he knew something about her she didn't even know herself. She returned his gaze and fell back on her elbows. This is where it goes, he said, and in an instant his hand was up her dress. She could feel the heart.